Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. Today we have Nick Sliger. I think, Nick, you've been a member for since when? Uh, about two and a half years. I think I joined in 17. Or maybe, uh, I think I joined in 16, right at the end of the year. And I'm pretty sure you were at the la uh, last uh, live event, right? I was, yeah. I'm coming back again. I'm looking forward to it. it was a good exactly. good. Yeah. So give us a little uh, background on how you found us and what your, uh, maybe what you did before you started buying and selling land and, and, uh, and tell us why it's working or not working. All right, cool. Yeah, so I was kind of in the fitness industry. I have a background in kinesiology. I was a strength coach for a while and worked in health clubs. And um, I guess the story goes, I was kind of looking at how bad food was. So it got me into gardening, which got me looking into wanting to farm, which took me to wanting to figure out how to buy some farmland. Watching some YouTube videos, came across a guy that bought this cool little farm from a back tax over the counter sale from a county. So I started looking into that. Um, I joined another program, did that educational one, but I was still kind of looking for some more information. And as I was looking around, trying to learn, I came across you guys. It was back when you guys were giving away a free acre in Cochise County with the sign up. That was cool. a long time ago. Yep. You've been with yeah. us for a while. Though. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I, I signed up and got that one. And that was my first one. I followed your guys' advice. I did the $1 no reserve 30-day eBay, um, $3.99 doc fees. I sold it for uh, $4.20. I got $8.19 out of it. Perfect. So that was a pretty cool one to get me going. Yep. Is that your first deal? <laughs> that was my first one, yeah. So I didn't you know, technically buy it by sourcing any mailers or anything like that, but I got it in the program and I sold it. Perfect. That was my first one. And Everybody then, remembers uh, that first deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like you remember the first girl you kissed, you know? Exactly. <laughs> the last one. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. <laughs> so you recouped almost all of the purchase price for the program, right? Like, yeah, a huge amount. And, uh, I remember listening to your podcast back then. You were always saying, you know, don't quit your day job until it's costing you money. Well, I was in between jobs right then, and I was actually looking to start a little farming business. Huh? I put that on hold, and I started this land business. But as I started to go through and buy some more properties, it pretty quickly ate up all my acquisition funds. And as I extrapolated where my money was going, I had determined that I needed to go back and get a regular job, or I was going to spend through all my capital just you know, paying bills. So I went back and I got a job just a couple months after I started and I've been working that the, the whole time driving a truck. Uh, my goal is to quit that here soon. Hopefully within another property or two, I'll be in a position to end that. So, oh, you're oh, close. Wow. Yeah, I want to join the 33%. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's so good. I'm That's great, so man. glad. I'm glad it's working out for you. Well, I'm glad that you, you did the right thing. You know, you went back and said, all right, I want to do this right. And if I have to get a day job for a little while, fine. It'll pay the bills and you can breathe and have acquisition funds. And so if you're getting that close to that, that sounds to me like you probably have a money set aside that you're trying to read. Am I right? You want to reach a certain threshold and then you're like, and now I'm out. Yeah, exactly. I had a little bit of debt I wanted to pay off. I still have a little bit of student loan that I'm trying to knock out as well. And then I just wanted to build up enough capital that I could live for about a year and uh, have enough for acquisitions for a little bit. I mean, I constantly burn through it, go down to zero and yeah, build exactly. it back up. It's like, as soon as I sell a property, it's like, well, all this money's in my account. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I spend it all. 
Exactly. Right? You know, we've been doing this for decades and we go through the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. We rip through capital. Yeah. Constantly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is fun to see that equity build. You know, it's, it's really, it's just a, it's a, a you know, it's a catch 22. It's like, then when we have too much money, I'm like, man, we need to place this. We need to place this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise it's just sitting around in the bank. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, no, I love it too. Cause now that you, I mean, when you say it, Nick, you know, and you put it out there, it's going to happen. So I bet if, if you picked a date and wrote it down on a sticky note, you'll probably hit the date. <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> weird how that stuff happens, but it does. So how much mail do you send out a month ballpark? You know, I really wanted to start off with the 1500, but uh, over time, you know, whether it be I run into a little hiccup here or there, um, I, I don't get them out that frequently. So maybe it's more closer to every two months or three months trying to send out 1500 letters. I have a schedule that tries to do it, but I oftentimes, you know, don't stick to my schedule the way I'd like to. It's there, but doesn't always happen. So I'm um, right now I actually just got together a house mailer because I'm also in house Academy. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. And, uh, my sister moved up to Minnesota. So I'm helping her try to find a place. I was up and visiting her uh, last weekend. So we drove around, looked at some of the zip codes, tried to zero that down. I didn't cool. find as, I didn't find as many homes as we wanted to sell. Cause when you start, you know, putting in the square footage and no pool and this many bedrooms and that many bathrooms, the more criteria you put in, Smaller the list gets. Exactly. So I came up with uh, 1,058, I believe. So I just sent that off to offers of owners this morning, and uh, they're going to hopefully get that data back to me because I'd like to just scrub that out and send it out by the end of the week. That's great. Hey, how great is Data Tree? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the information in there is really cool. So I remember seeing it at the live event uh, when you're showing us the infill lots. We all had access to it as far as being able to see how many homes were in a county to do that process. But it's nice to have all the access, be able to pull it down and go through. So, yeah, I've been playing around with it a lot. And uh, one thing that I found that was a little interesting was trying to figure out how to get the one. (laughs) My sister had some specific requirements, 1.75 bedrooms or bathrooms, excuse me. (laughs) And uh, yeah, (laughs) so when I put that in, it... uh, it, I don't know. It came out as like 1.5. So, but I'm just going to roll with it. I mean, there's okay. so much data in there. That's going to be pretty fun. I want to, I want to hear how this I do too. plays out, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, like when you get it down, you have like three dream homes for her to choose from or something like that's a show. We've talked about that. Yeah. That would be a whole, that could be an HGTV show. Yeah. You know, did you use that? Funny. Go ahead. That's like it's like the instead of house hunters and that you know they narrow down the thing. We do it. It's the data hunters. You know, we do. (laughs) You know, who cares about the flipping wallpaper? You know. Did you use uh, smart pricing? Yeah, I just sent that off today. That's this morning. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get that back, and then I'll go through and uh, try to figure it out and see if I want to do price per square foot or um, do just the straight margin. Or I've also thought about putting in another category for a percentage and just kind of seeing how all those pan out versus each other. How are the days on market in that area that she wants to buy? They're really low. So I I did the red, yellow, green test. And across, they didn't all come out green. Some of them even came out red as far as uh, the number of properties for sale versus the total number in the area. But the days on market are less than 30 in a lot of them. What's how about the average sale price? That's great. 
You know, it varied. I wish I had the sheet up in front of me. I turned off my other computer, so my phone didn't ring through it. Um, <laughs> average sale price on what we're going for is right around, let's say, 285 to 320. That's great. So we're going to we're gonna use this on House Academy, yeah. this interview. Actually, I'm going to okay. air it uh, this Thursday. That'd All be- right, cool. Yeah, and she's going to play the, she's going to do the boots on the ground roll. So. Excellent. You might get a couple, you know. You know what? And by the way, all her rejects that she doesn't want to move into or buy, you could submit them to me for deal funding. You know, we have House Academy deal funding, so yeah. rip it through there. Exactly. We're doing a bunch yeah, of right now. You guys can make some money to put towards the one she does buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that was my plan. Anything that she doesn't want, I just submit it to you guys and then uh, possibly House Tank if it's up by that point. Yeah. It's summertime in Minnesota, too. This is the time to do it. It's beautiful. Minnesota, it's Minnesota, you said, right? It is. I, I was just there. It was nice, but I realized living in Arizona, I don't really like the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I miss Arizona. And mosquitoes, maybe. Yeah. There's other things. Yeah. I miss the people in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Not the weather yeah. so much. <laughs> half the year, it's just beautiful out here, but the other mm-hmm. half, it's pretty miserable. Exactly. I can't remember. You're in Queen Creek, right? No, I've lived all over. I'm in Mesa right now. Okay. Okay. But we just tore through Mesa. Uh, well, you saw the program. So we bought, a, bought and sold a bunch of houses in Mesa. Yeah, it's funny. I live in the 85201 zip code. Good to know. We have an emergency backup uh, eyes that can go look at a property. Yeah. Uh, that's right there. Hey, do you have any interest in being an Arizona BOG? Yeah, I actually did submit it. Uh, I heard you guys talk about it and mentioned me on the last uh, House Academy call. So done, done, and done. Because we, yeah, you did. Iron has another list that we're we're running. I got to make sure that. Um, so you're in like get that in there. West Mesa, right? That's what that zip code is. Yeah, it's uh, Northwest Mesa. So pretty much where the 202 hits the 101. Perfect. Yeah, right I mean, there. we still have a place in Old Town Scottsdale, right by the mall. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's like. That's on the edge of Scottsdale, right? Or, yeah, sorry. it is. It's mm-hmm. uh, just catty corner to South Scottsdale. So, and I grew up in the Scottsdale area. I lived in Phoenix and yeah. Mesa, Tempe, all over. I know. We might have to do a Nick Gliger specific BOG mailer. We could. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm happy to I'm happy to travel. Cool. Okay. Good. 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 Help him get rid of that job faster. Yeah, it'll be another incentive to quit the job. I, you know, I could probably quit it now. I just don't want to quit too early. So I got That's one foot on the boat, one foot on the dock, and I'm just right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hang out a little bit longer, and then you're in, and then you're going to go. Oh yeah, it'll be yeah. good. You don't want to stress. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. But but I've mostly been doing a lot of land stuff. So okay. <laughs> as far We're- as uh, I've had a lot of successes as far as, you know, increasing my capital and really growing. I'd like to be able to spend full time on it, but I have this other obligation for the time being. So when I'm off work, I pretty much spend all my free time that I have uh, working on land things. Have you ever done um, uh, land tank? Have you, cause one of the great things too, while you're doing this, cause you know what you're doing, you could just mm-hmm. mail away and use somebody else's money yeah. for a while to fund them and get there faster too. I really need to. I'm just, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm always catching up on the work that I need to do for my own business as far as the advertising. I mean, I probably spend more time advertising than anything, posting things everywhere. I'm posting on my website, your website, another land website, the Lands Dashboard, Land Hub, Land Century, 
Facebook, my own page, the market, you know, the marketplaces. I'm doing Zillow and Trulia and um, Craigslist in about 10 cities. So it just takes forever, even though I can just copy and paste to kind of keep up on all that, make sure you refresh it, try to bump it to the top. So that's probably one of the first things I want to farm out to someone else in the future. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, the group in the Philippines that works with us, they're intimately familiar with how that goes. So, yeah, you know, at three or $4 an hour, it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. And then I'm doing all, you know, I built my own website. I answer the phone for the sales and the, and the buyers and just everything across the board. So kind of. You're from Arizona and you do stuff yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yourself. <laughs> Most people in California. <laughs> 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 Silly. It's not as bad as some areas that we talked about. <laughs> so, uh, we want to bring back. I mean, that's one of the things we, right now we're working on, you know, bringing back title mind. I'm sure I know you know, but listing gopher or yeah. some version of that, that if we can do that for people and post properties, yep. that is, I, I want to do that because we all need it. What would you pay, uh, speaking of listing gopher, what would you pay to have your property posted everywhere, like a flat fee? What do you think would be a reasonable price? You know, I don't really know off the top of my head. I haven't really spent much time uh, pricing it. But, you know, okay. obviously the lower the better for me. But uh, I don't really know, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Some days I'd pay $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Right? For the amount of time, it'll free up. Right. <laughs> that's fine. I'll just roll it into the deal. <laughs> so, um, I, I currently have two properties that I'm selling together in Arkansas and I've never had a title company take so long. I think we're stretching on into like a month and a half and they don't seem to be in any hurry. The buyer doesn't seem to be in any hurry. I'm calling them a couple of times a week, but trying not to drive them nuts, but it's driving me nuts. But at this point, all I can really do is be patient and let them know that I still want them to get it done and I'm available to do anything on my end that'll expedite it. That's good. I don't mind. uh, Title Mind will solve that problem for you overnight. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is you're in communication with the buyer and it's not like you, if you want to camp on there this weekend, you can say, go for it. It's not like you can't use it, you know, kind of thing. So it's cool. Exactly. Hey, so what, back to this farm thing, you know, farms and Arizona usually don't mix. So was it in Arizona, this farm business? Yeah. So it's actually, you know, it's, it's a glorified farm. It's my backyard is one big, huge vegetable garden. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I incorporated it as an LLC because if you've been farming for three out of the last 10 years and you're eligible for really low interest rate loans on farm property through the FSA, which is the Farm Service Agency. So at one point, I had learned about this before I had uh, joined Land Academy, but I thought that might be one viable way for me to actually be able to get some property because farmland is pretty expensive. But I don't really want to buy laser leveled farm field where you're, you know, need a big $300,000 combine. I want to do more fruit, nut, edible trees, stuff like that, run animals, chickens, cows. Uh, piece of property that I want to live on. So I thought about, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, please. So is it like, are, are you selling the product? Yeah, I do. So I sell a product, but it's not a big money maker for me. I just sell it to mostly friends and family. And then sometimes because the LLC is a different legal entity than Nick Slager himself, I just sell it to myself when I give it away. I account for it. (laughs) Perfect. Do you get any uh, property tax breaks? No, because I'm renting. Okay. Uh, But I mean, 
would you be eligible for that? Yeah, you would. I think definitely if you, I'm not sure if you have to rezone the property agricultural, if it's like a residential zone, but I'm pretty sure that you do. Um, I'm not exactly sure what that whole process would be though. Jill and I have a friend out here and they, um, he has nothing to do with farming, but he, he grows a lot of lavender. Mm-hmm. And property taxes are like zero. Lavender and, and the winery. Yeah. He's got so, it all. You know, in California, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one way that I've heard that people that are trying to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes if people are trying to get into farming, they find a large landowner and make that proposal to them. Hey, let me farm your land and we'll bring down your property taxes. That's right. great. Exactly. That's the name of the show, How to Bring Down Your Property Taxes. Exactly. <laughs> that would be a good one. Patch, little patch in our uh, front area. <laughs> I wonder if I could plant a few things there. Let's see what I could come up with. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> exactly, because farming technically is just the buying and selling of agricultural goods, so they don't say how much you have to grow or sell. There we go. <laughs> awesome. So everybody's wondering how you... Um, started from nothing and ramped your business up to the point where you're contemplating quitting your job. Can you share it with us? Yeah, definitely. So the free property didn't hurt. I had a little bit of capital saved to get into it. I didn't get into it with no money, but my initial investment was about 5,000 bucks and I was buying properties, you know, cheap ones, 500 bucks, selling them for a thousand, selling them for 1500, bought a couple like that, kept building up, Uh, bought properties for 500, sold them for 3000. After about 10 of those, I realized that I just wanted to go bigger. So I started buying 20 acre properties for about 6,500 bucks, selling those for about 15 to 20. And then I kind of moved up to some 40s and some 80s. Um, but one thing I realized was, although it's the same amount of work, in fact, it's often less work when a title company does it for you as opposed to you closing yourself, they just don't sell as fast. Yep. And I don't want to sell on terms. Probably 85% of my inquiries are people that want to sell on terms. And I just let them know that, hey, I can take a credit card. You can finance it. Or I'll send them a link to a couple of websites that do funding for things like that. But they don't, for whatever reason, they want me to fund it. Because I think I told this story maybe at the live event. But the one time I did sell something on terms, I sold it on terms. The guy defaulted after four payments. I had it in my name the whole time. So I sent them what I thought was the proper paperwork. And then about two months later, I resold it. But when the new buyer went to the property, he found the previous buyer squatting on it. Oh, God. oh man. So I, I, had to, I had to refund his money. Uh, but it was kind of at a bad time where my personal account and business account were pretty low. I had bought some 20 acres up in Washington that had some title problems. So I went back to the seller, renegotiated down what I thought it was going to cost me to do a quiet title action. So that was a couple of months previous. But when I got that check in the second time for the property cash, I wanted to pay off the attorney. So I kind of wrote that check, but then now the buyer's coming back to me and he needs his money back and I can't good conscious not refund him because it's not his right. fault to deal with this third party maniac. So I pretty much wiped out all my money in my business account, my personal account, and uh, went to my sister and borrowed some money. So those were a couple of tough months. You know, I was running a one man uh, Ponzi scheme of stores, just like taking money from one account, bouncing it back and forth, just trying to keep my, my finances and everything alive. Oh. You're officially now a real entrepreneur. Yep. If you borrow money from your family, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I love um, it. 
you know, a couple things like that I've learned, even though I've done well on some stuff with no access, I don't think I'd buy another property without access. Again, I have one that's just beautiful, but I can't sell the darn thing. And I got a price really low for that access issue because I really disclose it in my ad. And, um, I just can't sell it for whatever reason. The other ones I sold to were to adjacent landowners. So it was a lot easier. That's right. Um, did you quiet title of uh, successfully quiet title the Washington properties? I did. I did too. And I probably wouldn't do it again unless it was a much higher price point. So that was probably about, um, there are two properties, so they varied a little bit, but let's say 6,000 and 7,500 into them each. And then turned around and sold them for you know, 15 to 18. But the amount of time it took and how much of my percentage of capital it wrapped up during that time, it wasn't worth it. I'd do it again if there was, you know, a big net to be had in the end, but otherwise it just eats up too much time. So what were the legal fees? You know, I got them, I got a good deal. I paid about 1750 to 2000 per property. That's great. Yeah. That was really low. I had to do some negotiating with the guy, you know, he was, uh, he was a nice guy, but typical lawyer, they come back and they always want a little bit more. And so I really had to hold him to his original agreement with me. He thought it would be less work than it was, but how long did it take? <laughs> Six months. Yeah. Oh. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I'd do it again, like I said, unless there was a lot more uh, net to be had in it. When you're buying for 12 and selling for 50, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a good. I did was in Arizona um, on a bunch of 40 acre properties in Maricopa County. I bought it for 21000 for cost 2500 to foreclose on it. And we sold it for $1.8 million. <laughs> Those are the sort of nets that I would do it again for. <laughs> that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's- Remember, you know that shrimp farm out there? No, it's where is that? On the, uh, on the way to, if you drive to San Diego from Phoenix on the 8, yes. you have to okay. drive. It's right behind that shrimp farm. That, by the prison down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Nice. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a lot of years ago, actually. Exactly. Cool. Nick, it was great talking to you. Do you have any uh, questions for us? Uh, no, I got one more quick story, though, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Is uh, So I bought a property, got to, it's 40 acre in Washington, got the title insurance, uh, bought it from a gentleman that hadn't been there in about 10 or 12 years. You know, he told me that there was a gate, but it was just dummy lock. You can push right by it. So I'm like, All right. Hire a photographer to go out there. He's a drone photographer, so he doesn't bother going to the property. He just flies his drone over. So I get thinking about the gate. I'm like, well, I wonder what the story of that gate is. So I hire another photographer that I'd used before, and it's a coded gate. So she can't get through the sucker. And so then I went and I looked at all the title stuff. I see there's another road. I send her on that one. It's a little more perilous. She could stop by some downed trees. So I've called the fire department, the police department, the mail is wondering how I got there. The mailboxes are outside the gate. The police department's always, it's always a civil issue for them. But fortunately she found someone on the other path that is in the area and was talked to them, got their number for me. So I gave them a tall, talked to them, kind of got the backstory on when that more, uh, and that bigger gate went up. So come to be that her husband is a UPS driver and his friend has that route. So hopefully I've got fingers crossed. They're going to call me today and furnish me with the gate code so that I can call back about five or six people that are waiting to go see the property. That oh, I can, brilliant. That's awesome. <laughs> brilliant. I just need the gate code. You never <laughs> have to 
find. That's good. You have to do that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm glad. So what are the economics of that deal? Uh, that one in for 14.3 with everything so far and should be out of it in 40. Nice. Those are great oh, numbers. Good. Yeah, that'll be one of my better ones. Yeah, yeah, that's really, that's really awesome. good. Nick, that's it was so a pleasure cool. talking to you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I it's I'm glad to, I'm glad you're with us, man, and I'm glad that's this cool. is working for you. Yeah, yeah, I love the group. Uh, it's awesome. Too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, pal. We'll see you soon, and uh, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care, guys. Okay. Bye.